Last time on Knights of the Rule Table, Team Slate in Caster City was assigned to take out three of the Turncoat Knights, starting with an abusive crime boss, Human. In a high tower battle, the team dropped Human, freed his workers, and set out to their second target. Team Valiant retrieved the Helm of Pure Insight, but had some doubts about Remy's intentions. So while Sarsa distracted Remy, Dell snuck the helm to have Carver identify its true purpose. Then, in the middle of the desert, they encountered a small girl. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> See, she's fine. We can go. All right. We, uh, he we heard you uh, crying. Are you sad? No. I'm not sad. I'm just playing around. Why Have you guys we... seen my dad's? Eh. I mean, it, I, we haven't seen anybody for a long way ar around. Did you leave some? Did you lose some people? Uh, I don't know. I was playing here. And then I uh, chased a dragonfly for a little while, and then I went up another hill, and then I came down, and then I was counting how many rocks there were down at the bottom, and then I saw a little bird. What is your name, uh, little human girl? My name's Izo. Izo the Small. Izo? Yep, Izo. Okay. Izo the Small. Hello, Izo the Small. I am a branch from the smallest tree in the forest. You may call me Branch. This is uh, Jerick Dark Harbor. You may call him Jerick. And uh, this is Sarsa Demisalt, who you can call Sarsa. Hi, nice to meet you. you You're too. certainly a long ways from any settlements. Where are you from? Well, uh, she kind of points off, we live over there. Well, at least for today we do. Uh, what is uh, your par your father's? Uh, what are their names? Hayes the kind, and Barma the glamorous. Do you know, you you've seen them? We haven't seen them, but maybe we could help you find them. By the way, I'd like you to call me Jarek the Valiant. Jarek the Valiant. Yeah. Oh no! If anything, no. His real name is Jarek the Trying. <laughs> It uh, has uh, multiple meanings that are all accurate. <laughs> What's the name your dad gave you? Me? Yeah. Oh, well, so uh, in my culture... Jarek the Dark Harbors? Well, no. In my culture, my, my father was Eric Dark Harbor, and I, I keep the name Dark Harbor, so I'm Jarek Dark Harbor. Okay, but how do people know who you, how you are? Oh well, I'm I'm valiant and or trying. It you know depends. On... Trust me, you can't know him for very long without figuring it out. Okay, well, Jarek the Dark Harbor. It's it's nice to meet you. <laughs> we uh, we have uh, friends. The one with the bird. Uh, they are over here. Perhaps you could come with us, and we can all talk together, and maybe we uh, could help you find uh, your dads. Okay, that'd be. That'd be good. I should probably get home before dinner. 
I don't want to miss when we move again. Okay, let's go. Okay. And she uh, kind of walks alongside with you guys up the, I, uh, up the sand hill. I would like to kind of be observing this child with a very skeptical, like through a very skeptic lens. Okay. Do I, like, what's my read on her? Uh, roll an insight. 17. Um, she's a child. She's kind of cute. She's adorable. And <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's, she's lying or trying to hide anything from you. Okay. Sarsa the Demisalt, that's a fun name. What does Demisalt mean? means I got a little pinch of salt. Ah. See that? See, that makes sense. Now I know who you are. It describes how you are. Right. Well, that's mm-hmm. what happens when you grow up in an orphanage. Oh. What's that? It's for people who don't got no dads or moms. Oh. Oh. So when you grow up, will you be... Ezo the like medium sized or does that change? It can change. Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. Uh, our names are uh, very alike. I am a branch from the smallest tree in the forest because I am very small, and you are uh, Ezo the small because you are also very small. Is this why you are named that? Yes, it is because I'm small. Doesn't everybody start small? Are like all the kids small until they get not small or do something more distinctive? Carol the stinky or yeah, Carver, come here. Well, we'll come there. You stay there. We're making our way to Carver. I'm smaller than um, other kids in in my group in our tribe. Uh, how many people uh, are in uh, your your tribe? Uh. Is it a lot or a little or many? She she takes her fingers out and goes. <laughs> no. Two, three, four, five. I really hate seven, children. Seven, <laughs> like a hundred. Oh, that is a that is a lot of uh, humans. Uh, wh- your dads are, are pretty busy. What are your uh, people called? We're the Afriti. And the Afriti touched. Afriti. Mm-hmm. So if, when we get back to Carver, I want to like kind of inform him that... All right, so this little girl maybe wandered away from her dad's and maybe her tribe. I, maybe you could send up Chisel and see if we can see anybody in the area we might be able to return her to. Of course, I will send up Chisel. And I do so, and Chisel goes up. Okay, so after a little bit, a uh, chisel comes back down and kind of gives you a lay of the land to the um, west that you guys were heading in, um, with the east behind you, obviously, um, is where the city of Quince is in the rock monolith. So to the south, there's kind of some sort of settlement or something in that direction to the south. Chisel informs me that perhaps south is where a settlement is residing and perhaps we should first check there to see if her fathers are there. Remy, do you mind if we uh, we take a detour here to help the uh, pipsqueak? Yes, of course. Let's 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 help out. That's uh, one of our duties is uh, nights, right? Uh, can Delith take a look at the sun? Like, at what point of the day are we at right now? 
Uh, it's getting to the uh, later hours of the afternoon, so it'll probably be dark in three to so three or so hours. Hmm. We'll likely need to take a hospice with these people once we get there. Uh, Ezo the small, can we? You know, if we make it out to your to your group, will they let us stay with them for the night? Yeah, you guys can stay. You guys can stay with me. You can sleep on my mat. I I want to like inspect this child more, like. <laughs> Like you just, don't, she, you just straight up don't trust her, do you? No, children are weird. Um, <laughs> Put on the helm is, of pure keep insight. In mind, like, keep in mind, like this is not Maya. This is Sarsa. Like, she's like she grew up like as a kid, but grew up quick and like used to pull scams and like like she had to get by with whatever she had. So like she doesn't trust kids. Of course she doesn't trust Wandering kids. in the desert on their own. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> sus. Super sus. So like um I know that you, you gave us a photo, Jeff, of this bald child um with mm-hmm. elf ish looking ears. Like mm-hmm. do is she pretty is she pretty recognizably like elf or half elf? Or like am I able to discern anything different like does she seem rather small for a child to me or is that something that would be i'm questioning her her species how about this roll a um roll an arcana mm. Ooh, dirty 20 so taking a look at Izo the small and kind of comparing her to other half-elves, elves that kind of have this pointy-ear feature. She doesn't really fit the bill in terms of from that type of ancestry. You know, her skin tone is very strange, even um, very different than a tiefling would have. It's something that you haven't seen before. Would uh, would I recognize the term Efriti touched? I doubt I would, but would anybody recognize the term Efriti touched? Yeah, knowledge history. Yeah, there's there's zero reason that Branch would know this, but yeah, and his five that he just rolled backs that up. <laughs> two. <laughs> I rolled a I rolled a twenty three for history. Okay. Also two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got some real scholars here. Uh, Branch okay. is Jack. very much a uh, <laughs> a hermit. So. Yeah, sorry, so what? Car- Carver got a twenty-three. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't trust the child. I don't, I don't understand what she is. She said she's a freedy touched. You know, but what she's the, touched what by the. That? She's touched by the uh, a freedy. She's not human. She don't no. look like no elf. She's, she's definitely a not a tiefling. She don't look like no half elf like you. No. Like what? What are we even looking at? She could be, you know, something. I mean, I'm just. I just think we ought to have our guard up. We oh I, yeah, we should probably always have our guard up, but like Yeah, you know, but these we, gotta, are like, we can't oh, leave her here in the time. desert. Carver, you know that in this area and in the kind of desert areas here, that there are legends of different types of genie. Uh, the Afriti are one of those types of genies that channel the fire ability. They're kind of the fire genies of the entire genie spectrum of them. And normally they're very uh, identifiable in that they are they have red skin like she does, uh, but are extremely large, usually larger than life. And um, 
she being kind of this small, maybe it makes sense that her name is um, Izo the Small. Maybe she, just because she's a child. Um, but you know that there are legend of the Afriti and that they're very, um, they're very fearsome. They're, they're very powerful genies of all the genies. They're kind of the most powerful, the most feared. Ah, Afriti touched. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're fun. <laughs> she thinks the robot is fun. That's weird. I'm not a robot. That is a misconception. I think the robot's fun. When you guys get to kind of the top of a dune, she says, I'm supposed to hold hands when we go down a dune. And she kind of puts <laughs> her hands out. Sarso, hold your hands. Yeah, I, I will hold. It's fine. Bring, Come on, be maternal. Sarsa, like, puts a hand out, like, as, <laughs> as if she's expecting it to, like, burn when she touches her, like, ooh. All right, she grabs on and immediately, like, does that thing where um, just lets all of her weight f- hold down so that she can be, like, swung, like, back and forth. And goes, wee wee And, she's you know, you guys uh, are holding her and letting her kind of swing as you guys walk down this dune. Um, but... Uh, Sarsa, you do, and Branch, you guys do notice that um, she is warm to the touch. I might not notice that because, like, of my resistance. Because of the fear. Oh, that's true. No, the, uh, the, I'm more because I'm children. a tiefling and sure. I have, like, heat resistance, basically. So, uh, also, I'm not sure. Enough, I'm, I'm also not yeah. sure how well she can swing from a three foot high goblin. But, you know, <laughs> all that said. Let it be cute. She's adorable. She's really small. <laughs> yeah, you lift you lift up to kind of support her. Yeah. After um kind of going up and down, uh eventually you guys look over uh to a, a flatter area of the desert. And what you see is a a bunch of tents and these are kind of like really low to the ground. You know, uh five to six of these Um, kind of large tents out there. You see there are several people kind of looking around, milling about, as you would kind of expect in a habitated place. You all notice that they, too, they're kind of dressed similar to Izo. Are they also relatively small, or are they huge like the djinn that you mentioned? You guys are pretty far away, so it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell exactly the scale of it, but they look—they look at least human-sized. Yes. So they might be really big but far away, or they might be slightly closer and and smaller. Yeah. Okay. And there's like the wavy miragey, gotcha. like deserty thing happening. So, uh, child, does that look like your home? Yeah, there we are. That's my tent, the small one over there. And they're not going to be mad at us for bringing it back, right? This is, everything's going to be friendly like, yeah? Yeah, of course. All right. And she starts uh, kind of skipping in and running and kind of heading back. And she stops and she uh, like plays in some sand for a minute (laughs) as you guys kind of keep walking. And then, oh, yeah. And like catches back up. After a little bit of time, some people down near the tents point at you and like see you and um there's kind of some commotion is there anything you guys want to do before you kind of get to the point where you need to make contact (laughs) sarsa wants to run away (laughs) uh i'm just gonna go ahead and yell out did you lose something i'm gonna cast guidance on myself several people um you know shouting out izo Izo! Izo the small! 
they're kind of uh, like looking and out of the crowd, um, two of them start uh, kind of running uh, kind of towards you guys. And Izo starts uh, kind of running towards them. And after uh, the distance of the dune is there, uh, you hear Izo, Izo, and then Daddy, Daddy. And um, they they bend down and they like they scoop her up and they uh, embrace her. How small is she in relation to these people? So the the distance here is really strange as you guys go. Um, she, you know, kind of looks child size and next to the adult. But as she kind of keeps running, she just keeps running and keeps running and keeps getting smaller and smaller. And they are uh, very, very large in size and um, scoop her up. And she, it, where you guys would, you know, as a like seven-year-old, eight-year-old girl would be most of your height. This is like almost like a toddler in their arms. Mm-hmm. So um, there is some differential in uh, their size. So they seem pretty darn big. Sars is going to nudge Jarek. I told you, I told you. Something weird. Um, you guys uh, begin kind of, uh, they, they're walking towards you guys. And if you're walking towards them, they're, um, they're kind of putting a hand up. They say, travelers, travelers. Uh, Hello. Thank- Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for finding our, our, our girl. Thank you. Oh, she, she's a wanderer. She gets lost. Well, well, she was delightful, but uh, we've, we've traveled far to, to bring her back to you. Would you mind if we stayed with you for the, for the night? Uh, they, they kind of uh, look at each other and look at her and say, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, sure. Where are you headed to Quince? Yes. Yes. Affirmative. They say, um, you're welcome to stay. Uh, of, uh, l- We'll just need to, you know, make preparations. Um, we, <laughs> we don't usually see people uh, out here. We, we try and uh, avoid a lot of contact, but uh, clearly you, you, you guys are, are different. The other one speaks up and says, uh, please, I'm Haze the Kind. And anyone who would save our daughter and care for a child is worthy of staying with us. The other says, oh, t- uh, yes, of course, uh, I- I'm Barma, Barma the Glamorous. And he puts his hands up like this when he says glamorous. And um, <laughs> you see that his uh, clothes, he has uh, these kind of like bright, shimmery uh, facets all over it. Wow. He's Barma the Glamorous. I do like that one. And, he, and and you know Izo, Izo the small. Who are who are all of you? Uh, hello, I am a branch, uh, a branch from the smallest tree in the forest, but everyone calls me Branch. This mm. is WS six one one nine, but we stay Carver. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Delith, Del here, and uh, Sarsa, and uh, Jerek, and uh, this guy is uh, Remy. We do not know him as well. Uh, yes, that is us. Pleased to meet you. Thank you so much. I, I hope that it, it's not too far. You haven't traveled too far out of your way. Oh, it. It was slightly off of our direction, but we do not mind. We're not inconvenienced, but I don't think we'll have it time to make back make it back to town and avoid the 
death worms and such. So if if you wouldn't mind putting us up for the night, we'll we'll be out of your hair in the morning, or you know, out of your heads. We Do don't they all not take have up, hair? We don't take up much space. <laughs> yeah, comparatively, Hayes does not have hair. Brahma does. He's got like this big, fully done up hair. It's it's styled. It's Fab. somehow Pompadour. it's it's looking fresh and fly. Yeah, it's looking. Very glamorous. If you can imagine a glamorous haircut, this is a glamorous haircut. Hayes and uh, Brahma kind of, you need to go go tell and we'll do it. Go, okay. Hayes uh, says, please, uh, I, I want to know more about your journey. And uh, Brahma goes back and to kind of talk to the rest of the of the tribe. He says, uh, I, I, I'm so happy that you've returned our daughter and um, that you're, you're clearly clearly good people we could really we really need good people these days um we're just so happy that um to see Izo back uh she she's such a wanderer and she hasn't adjusted well since we've been since we've been living like this we we have to travel a lot and um set up these tents and it's been it's been hard for her you haven't always lived like this yeah why do you live your life nomadically well, we're um, we were forced out of where we normally live, which is a some some caves in a deep uh, mountain range. Hey, what 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 has forced you out? Uh, one of our own, unfortunately. Someone who's definitely earned his name, Gohal the Brutal. That sounds terrible. Well, we'll see you in the morning. <clears throat> well, very good. Uh, we'll we'll get you set up, and um, we can. Provide, of course, whatever you need. We have water and we have food. We're a traditional Afriti tribe, and um, there's different people within our group, uh, all, all sorts. So you'll be you'll be welcome, uh, for sure. I don't suppose you got a giant keg of whiskey, do you? Uh, we don't we don't drink uh, much whiskey, but we could uh, we could probably summon all sorts of alcohols and whatever whatever you wish for, really. All right. You can see that uh, Brahma is talking to um, the group, and they kind of break up. They kind of break up the group, and some of them go back into their tents and head back to whatever they were doing beforehand. He pulls out some extra fabric and some extra poles and starts setting up another. Um, one of their tribesmen is helping them out as um, they're working there, and yeah, eventually another tent is kind of put up like this a smaller one kind of off to the side brahma meets back up and brahma and hayes uh bring you over and say i hope this is enough room um you'll be close close quarters but it'll be it'll be yours for the night and uh of course if there's uh any uh sandstorms that blow up it'll protect you here is there anything that you need no i think this is this is wonderful we we're gratefully we're grateful for your hospitality Thank you so much. Uh, tell us, is hypothetically, would there be anything we could assist you with? Maybe with this uh, go haul the sh- go haul the the brutal. Sounds like a rough character. Yes, uh, he's among the worst of us. Um, we're trying as uh, a group to shed our worst tendencies as a free tea to. Mm. Uh, enslave others and have them do our bidding and uh, Gohal has uh, moved in the opposite direction mm. and uh, has tried to 
uh, enslave us to do his bidding and to kick us out of our home in the mountains. Not, right? not that's not cool. And he probably he probably stole all your treasure and your riches and sort of hoarding them up there for himself. Mm. Hmm? Hmm? He must be a mighty powerful being to have managed to kick out so many of you who are so large and probably powerful as well. That's true. He is especially um, he is especially dastardly. That's for sure. We we've decided to turn against that sort of violence, and this is the best thing that we can hope for. That is a good slavery. Is very bad. Uh... The, the peoples who will do that are not good people. That's what we think, and um, we're we're trying to trying to do the best in these in these times. We know that it's uh, challenging. Carver will turn to Jarek and kind of referencing our earlier conversation. He'll say, "Helping people is what you do, correct?" Uh, that is pretty much what we do, isn't it, Sarsa? I mean, one might even say we're pledged to it. Yes, it is exactly what we have pledged to, Sarsa. I mean, but we're not much help if we're dead. But we we are not dead. Yeah, we're not dead. Branch is alive. Mm-hmm. Last time but Branch checked. I'm going to need... Delith is alive and Remy is alive. I'm going to need a lot more whiskey. Is Carver alive? I do not know how constructs are working. Constructs are partially alive. We are made of uh, living wood and metal organism, and it's sort of a fusion between. And he kind of gets ah, but you are, but you are not dead. Very good, Della. Della, don't suppose you'll be the voice of reason here. I mean, these are these are very powerful creatures. Mm, Could I roll an inside check real quick, just to make sure they're not, or it doesn't seem like they might be lying to us or keeping something from us? Go for it. His name is the kind. I like the glamorous. I want to find out about like if he actually sewed his own clothes and if he did, <laughs> like if he'd be interested in making some really tiny sparkly clothes for a really cute tiefling. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17. As you've been talking to Hayes, um, your impression is that he's very earnest. He's not trying to... He's trying to be very selective and thoughtful with what he says, so that may, for some people, make him appear like he's not telling the truth or has a little more tact, a little more political tact. Um, but as you're kind of putting together things of what you're seeing and your knowledge of this region and of this culture, there's nothing that seems um, out of place with what he's saying. Got it. Okay. And... Uh, Brahma comes back and he says, I heard there was talk of needing some whiskey. And he he begins to gesture his hands in a uh, fantastic way. And some some black smoke pours around him. And uh, in his hand, he produces uh, a barrel out of nowhere, a mini sort of handheld barrel and says, what type do you like? All right, Brahma, you and I are going to go have a sit, and we are going to have a wonderful evening. I hope so. Are you, is there, are you sure there's nothing I can get you? Anything at all? Honestly? Honestly, <laughs> yes, of course. Tell me. I mean, Sarsa really... the Demisalt, what is your wish? I really miss my ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, uh... He, he, again, gestures wildly, and uh, in his hand he produces a, a large bottle. 
and inside of the bottle is a perfect, meticulous ship in a bottle of the uh, Crescent Crescent Squall Squall 3. And uh, he hands it to you, and he says, What do you think of this? It's beautiful. She wipes a tear. You were able to fly in that small (laughs) ship inside of a bottle? No, the actual thing is much bigger, but I imagine that there's probably limitations to what they can do. Is the real ship also in a giant bottle? Not that I know of, although depending on what else was in the bottle, that's not a terrible design choice. Uh, Izo the Small comes over and uh, starts pulling on uh, Brahma's uh, robes and says, Daddy, Daddy, do the thing! And he's like, well, it's okay, we don't have to do it now. We don't have to do it now, darling. And he kind of gives you a look. <laughs> what, Is there the anything thing? else? Is there anything else I can get you Could food, you do it now, drink? whatever the thing is? Could you do it now? No, I'm very curious. You should do what uh, your child wants. It is nice to be nice to children. Let's see the thing. Let's see the thing. All right. And he, uh, again, begins uh, gesturing his hands. And um, out of his hands, kind of in a mixture of, like, fireworks and magical elements and magical sprites, all of these different animals come out of his hand and begin running all around. So there's, like, a rabbit and a jackal and a fox and a bird. And they're, like, kind of moving all around in this kind of magical... uh, sphere of animal spirits kind of moving around and she chases after them and uh, is laughing and having a good time. No, can you do that with like cabana boys? <laughs> Just, you know, some shredded feathers wearing very little clothing. Okay, and he snaps his finger like that and uh, <laughs> he puts up his cloak and he steps and he kind of dramatically pulls down his arm and there's Are they a, in a, bottles too? Nope, <laughs> you see a full tiefling standing there and he is shirtless and he says, well, hello. Not really my type, but alright, I'll take it. What is, what is your type? What is your type? Tell me. That's no bother. If you don't know, you don't know. That's <laughs> alright. It was a wonderful show of magic. He goes, he goes, fine then. And he, uh, he uh, kind of slaps at uh, the thing that he uh, willed and he disappears in a, pluff, a puff of black smoke and he says hmm and he looks de- he kind of like awkwardly like deeply like grabs onto your shoulders and like looks and goes, hmm hmm and again he, he kind of uh, hmm, holds up his, his robes and he goes Whew. and right in front of you all of you have to do a double take is a um, shirtless and short shorts hmm. wearing Cass. Oh, yeah. Nope, that's, yep, that's, that's, that's scratching the Hey, itch. hey, what's up? Are we going to party or what? I'm getting very mixed signals on oh. this one. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm having lots of mixed feelings because I'm very attracted to it, but I'm very angry at it, and that's actually making me more, more attracted yeah, to it. No, I hear you. And I'm really struggling with that right now. It's I'll uncanny. be in my bunk. Is a actually Cass or is fake Cass? Oh, he doesn't Cass... sound like him at all. It's very close, but it just can't possibly be. Brahma says, look, I'm just reading the tea leaves here, and he kind of slaps again, and he disappears in a puff of black smoke. Are you sure there's nothing that I can get any of you? Uh, I go up to Remy 
And I go, Remy, there seems to be an issue of, mm, how can we say this, sort of traitors in your midst, yes? Yes, that is, um, that is our wider mission, yeah. Could the djinns possibly help us identify some of those traitors and maybe produce them in front of us so we know who to be looking for? This type of magic is illusory at best. We couldn't summon one of them to us. They work in a mischievous and devious way. I wouldn't trust it to do our work. Maybe they could provide us with a list or some sort of imagery that would give us a clue. Like a divining rod, kind of like your helm, but right. a little more something. That whiskey's delicious and feeling really good. <laughs> I mean, we could certainly use some help, but, um, you know, we, uh, there's still so much to consider and do. And he seems very frazzled at this whole thing, and you can tell that he's still reeling over the fact that his mentee, the uh, person that he was kind of protégéing and uh, bringing up, has kind of betrayed him in this way. So um, he kind of seems quick to kind of brush you off and not really engage with what's happening right now. Listen, Remy, you could clearly use a break. You've been through a lot. Betrayal. Finding your treasure. All, all of it. Why don't you take a break while we head out and help them with this go haul the brutal situation and then, then we'll regroup and we'll get back to Quinson and we'll do the things. That would give me time to check back in and make sure that the plans are going as they should okay Listen, it's not your fault that uh Cass turned cold all right i mean he fooled the best of us he fooled me i just wish he could have been honest with me i thought i earned that but clearly his motives are beyond my understanding he uh, needed to save his uh, family did he not yes it is a good reason Unless your family is evil and likes to hurt people, then it's not a good reason. I, yeah. <laughs> he says, I understand what you mean, Branch. Yeah, thank you. And um, he he says, I'm, I'll, I'll take my leave. And he um, heads into the tent. Sir, are we going to talk about the helm now? Yes, Carver, tell us about the helm. Oh, well... What I found out was that it has a very powerful insight magic. It seems to have the power that Remy has alluded to it having. A very powerful insight ability to tell if the person is telling the truth or not. It is unlike anything I've ever identified before. Is it cursed? Did you find out if it was cursed then? There wasn't so much a curse as a thread connecting to different types of arcana it's hard to explain but I didn't get any kind of curse specifically if there was it, it seems to be hidden or I couldn't tell right so we don't really have any definitive answers but at least no. we have confirmation that it does what Remy has said that it does so for all intents and purposes we don't really have any reason not to trust him except for that his taste in men is about as terrible as mine is. 
Could I talk to Brahma real quickly? Sure. And I'm like, Brahma, mm-hmm. um, you managed to look into Asarsa's eyes and mm-hmm. produce someone that you, in all likelihood, had never met before in your life. Quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Quite impressive. Thank you. Thank would it you. be would it be possible to do something similar for someone, say, I haven't met, but I might be aware of, I might know of them? What do you mean? Well, a couple of nights ago, our good friend Remy was possibly speaking to someone. Mm-hmm. And I was curious if maybe, mm, what it might take for you to be able to produce who this person was. I'm just incredibly curious as to who it might have been. You know, my glamorous powers are limited in their scope. I don't know if that's something I could do. (laughs) I see. You can only go so far. Well, disappointing, but... I'm sorry? No, you know, it's just... It's just... You you would think a very impressive show with the animals and everything, the Cabana Boys, oof. Excellent. But, you know, everyone has limits. You know how it is. Everybody has limits? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. You can, are... Sometimes you can only take it so far. And, hey, look, everyone, don't be ashamed of it. It's not the size that matters. It's just what you do with it, right? <laughs> I can see Jeff just like... <laughs> the gears are turning, I can see baby. him just being like, oh, I want to, but I don't. <laughs> Because you're you're trying to get him to do it by saying that he's reverse, not. reverse psychology. Got it. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Roll a persuasion. Okay. Let's see. Well, I wish it were different, but it's a natural one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I might have overplayed my hand. Oh as, man! As you're kind of, um, yeah, kind of trying to step up to him, Brahma begins to kind of become even taller and um, his uh, legs start to uh, below him. The black smoke that he uses starts to kind of swirl around as he kind of elevates himself over you and he he looks like he's about to say something and he points his finger down at you and just at the same time uh, Hayes the Kind comes over and he just gently um, grabs onto his uh, his fringe that he has and just gently pulls him back down and says dear it's time to invite our guests to have dinner with the tribe and uh, Brahma he kind of uh, takes a deep breath and says yes of course it is dinner time uh, we would love to have you join us for the feast as guests isn't that right Hayes and <laughs> Hayes looks over and says yes that's right Brahma we would love that. Although we're still going to have a really fun night, I promise, all right? I want to talk to you about uh, this pattern that you're wearing. Oh, well, uh, all of it. If you look closely, and he kind of shows you it, and it says it's actually a hypnotic pattern. If you look at it long enough, you can actually be hypnotized by it because the fabric itself is moving on a different astral Too plane. Too late. And so as you see it, and he, <laughs> he's kind of uh, talking with Sarsa, um, as walking towards uh, the main tent. Hayes, uh, kind of to the rest of you and everybody else says, I, I hope that you uh, can be understanding and uh, join us and uh, just know that we are a 
typically isolated group of people, and we've become to become distrustful over the last many months and years. Well, yeah, who can blame you with this Go Hall figure and everything you've been through? You suspicious. You you have a right to be suspicious. Mm. It's a branch understands. Branch has gone through similar things with Branch's family. He says, uh, "Please, this this will be a." fun experience and you'll get to see the way that we do things and uh, with that you guys uh, enter kind of the larger tent there and you see that indeed there are a lot of uh, rugs and mats and pillows that are laid out while it kind of looks like a tent on the outside on the inside it is full of these uh, furnishings and adornments and there's uh, a lot of things inside of here much more than like a pop-up tent like a camping tent would have and there are uh maybe like two dozen people in here and you see that some of some of them are ranged between being uh efriti like in the ancestral genie sense of that word and some are efriti touched that have some sort of mixed heritage with um, the Afriti in there. That seems to be the kind of common thread of all these different people in there. What's laid out is several large circular dishes that have all kinds of food heaped up on it. And so each of you sees that kind of whether in family units or in groups, you're not really sure, but there's maybe six of these really giant five foot across platters that are just sort of piled up you see that there's rice and meats and uh, breads and dates and dried fruit and nuts there's just all of this stuff is there uh, as they are sitting around uh, Hayes and Brahma and Izo uh, are sitting at kind of one side of this and they they make some room and uh, bring you in uh, around one of them one of these giant dishes and they just hands first just dig in and use pieces of the flatbreads to kind of dig in and it's a very they're, they're eating with their hands uh, and so it's just this nice. uh, very different way of um, consuming that you haven't really seen before but there is this general sense of community and people sharing and moving over and kind of um, all eating from these uh, big lavish amazing looking dishes so it's basically a covid nightmare (laughs) think of everything you'd hate today that's what they're doing they're in an enclosed space they're sitting close to family and friends that are not in their in their bubble and they're uh eating food with their hands so beautiful doesn't it sound great what a lovely idea to have in our minds as we can uh imagine this and imagine a future um like this and uh, Car- Carver will lean to over to Deleth and say, "I'll be outside." Oh, he doesn't eat. <laughs> he'll he'll just go outside and stand kind of to the side Smokes of the door. <laughs> just he just kind of stands there. <laughs> he just kind of stands there and and uh, goes into a kind of a hibernation. Well, state. Hayes, after a minute, after kind of seeing you go, uh, he kind of comes up and says, uh, is, is everything all right? You're, you're of course welcome to join us. Oh, it is fine. I do not require sustenance like the rest of them. Do you require company? No, it's fine. I, I enjoy uh, solitary time where I can stand outside 
and observe the setting sun. I understand, but I hope that you know that you're welcome. And he puts a hand on your shoulder and turns and heads inside. I do have a question, though. Yes, of course. You've been traveling all this time Mm -hmm. uh, because of the former ally of yours that kicked you out. Go hold the brutal. Yes. He He was leader of our tribe for a while. Before the time of turmoil. Who is leader of your tribe now? We decided not to have leaders, and we lead by a group effort, and we divide up we divide up responsibilities, and we talk about everything, and we try and come to consensus where possible, and when that doesn't work, we try and use democracy and use the fairness of everyone together to make our decisions. I don't understand emotion quite as well as the others, but are you happy? Izo is happy, and that's the only thing that matters to me. Because she is your child? Correct. I think I understand. We'll come back in when the sun sets. I will. And Hayes goes back inside. Hello, listeners of The World Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. So happy to have you with us for another week. It's time for announcements. We wanted to give a shout-out to Mysterious Galaxy Books. It's our local bookstore here in San Diego. If you're listening in San Diego... You got to go check them out. They're a great local bookstore. And as you know, with things closed down, they really need our help. You can support them by going to their website, mistmystgalaxy.com is their website. You can order books. They'll get them shipped to you. You can get them curbside. I just ordered a book from them, a signed copy. And I've gotten some signed copies um, of different books in the past from them. So it's a great resource. If you're looking for special editions, you want to look for a gift for somebody, that's a great place. You can also follow them on Twitter at Mist M Y S T Galaxy Books. Tell them that Knights of the World Table sent you. Hey, I was on the most excellent '80s movie podcast with our friend Chrissy, who you remember from the Valentine's Day episode. I sat down with Chrissy and Nathan to talk about the 1985 movie Clue. It was a lot of fun. You can check that out. It's the most excellent '80s movie podcast. The best way to support us is to leave that rating and review on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. It only takes a minute. We really appreciate it. Helps us get the word out about the show. You can check out our Instagram at Rolled Table for Instagram and for Twitter. Check out what we got going on. You can join our Discord server where you can uh, talk with us. You can talk to other fans. You can check out artwork before it hits. You can talk about merch that might be coming out. It's a fun time. We love our Discord. Check it out, Knights of the Roll Table. We're on Discord. That awesome music that you hear in the background is done by Weston Gardner of Arcane Anthems. You can go to his Patreon and check him out. It's Arcane Anthems on Patreon, a great Patreon to join. And if you want to support Chris Daly, you know him in this season as Biscuit and 
Carver. You can check out his Patreon. It's Dungeon Heads. You can get custom characters made. He shows drawings of his videos. It's really cool stuff that you can use for your own D&D adventures. So check him out at Dungeon Heads on Twitter and Instagram. If you have feedback, questions, want to get in touch with us, want to put an ad on the show, it's knightsoftherolltable at gmail.com. We know we are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there. There's so many, and they're all great. But we thank you so much for listening to us, giving us a chance. We love what we do. We're so happy that we can make this program possible. That's it for our announcements for this week. Now, go out and make life an adventure. With that, you guys have just defeated one of the uh, known defected knights, Yuman Pecky, and he is out of the picture now. And left on your to-do list is Drodos Zavona, the red wizard, and Seth Forwolf, the druid shapeshifter. What is the plan now? I believe we were going to go after Seth. Okay, head into the sewers. Dun-dun-dun. Everyone's favorite place to be. I'm really not looking forward to this one. All right. So again, you're back in the um, headquarters. You're able to um, kind of gear up or think of anything else that you might want or have is possible. I'm going to bring some steaks or meat from the kitchen because if his name is accurate, he's going to have four wolves with him. And I'm pretty Mm. nervous about that. Okay. So you find that you have some uh, porterhouses there. So you're ready to go. You guys uh, read up on uh, Seth, and you know that um, they are a, a, a druid and a shapeshifter. They're kind of been suspected of maybe taking a bunch of people. They're living in the sewers right now. And you know that uh, the fact that they're a shapeshifter is very concerning because they can change their appearance. They can look like any person. They can look like any animal. The last known location is just the sewer. So you don't really have an idea of where to start or anything, but you know that you could access the sewers from kind of several different places. There's kind of a northern entrance, a southern entrance, an eastern and a western entrance. Where would you guys like to start? I think whichever one is closest to where we were before. Close to uh, Yuman's business. Yeah, we're trying to be efficient here. You're gonna. I'm gonna say that that was on the um, east side of town. So uh, you guys go in, and uh, where you uh, are able to come in, there's kind of a part of the city joins up to kind of a river and a ravine, and there's kind of a very big pipe that kind of has all of this flowing down out out of the city and kind of into the jungle area and there in this part you can see that there's like some graffiti there and some of the bars that kind of uh would hold people back from going inside pulled up and bent away so that people can access the sewers so clearly Seth is probably not the only person that has ever gone to the sewers in a big city you are now standing in the total darkness and uh as you are walking smell begins to hit you as the water begins to kind of ebb and flow hitting through your boots and on your pant legs uh it's starting to kind of get deeper and deeper as you are going into this chasm does everybody have dark vision i actually don't which is ironic uh, (laughs) for the ninja thing i do have glowing eyes but i can cast dark vision if i need to i do not have dark vision Okay, so Yeni and Igneous, you guys uh, need to figure out some sort of uh, method for lighting it up. 
I'll cast dancing lights and I'll just I'll just have a couple little floating torches above us going you know like kind of uh headlights lighting the way if we're casting light then I'll just like light up my eyes again and let them kind of flare up cool cast 10 feet of light and 10 10 feet of dim light beyond that and probably looks super creepy if I'm approaching probably does it definitely does all right so you guys keep going and you get up to a place where the pipes split off into two sections so you can either go left or you can go right where would you like to go left left sounds good all right you guys start walking and uh everybody roll a perception eight five seventeen twenty twelve all right, so uh, Igneous, you start to, uh, as you guys are walking, you're, you're hearing this echo chamber of the long pipes, and you can hear water splashing down in some parts. You can hear, maybe it sounds like clanks and bangs that kind of reverberate, and it just is like low bass all of the time. You begin to hear some kind of skittering and scattering in front of you. You can't really tell what the noise is exactly, but it seems like there's something in the water up ahead. Oh, uh, I'll signal that. I think there's something up in the water up ahead. I will move forward and attempt to stealthily approach. Is that is it like a narrow area we're in, or do we have room to like maneuver a little bit? As you guys are in this pipe, I mean, it's it's you're a little bit kind of hunched down. Kind of, if you held your arms out, you could touch both sides of the pipe. So it's definitely one person after another here. It would be hard to kind of stack up. Uh, onto anything like that. And as you guys are moving forward, Deidre, you're uh, moving forward stealthily. And as you do, uh, you see that there's kind of this moving kind of mast kind of there, and you can't really see it. It kind of looks like a lot of things moving around together. And as you kind of approach closer and as the lights get closer, you see that uh, this big mass is a bunch of rats that are just kind of moving all around each other and they all stop and they look at you and they begin just kind of like scattering and rushing and all through the pipes up and down and through your legs and back out and down the other way. They start crawling and um, going crazy. Everybody roll a constitution save. Well, that is disgusting. Oh, two. Five. I rolled a nat one. Eight. Twenty-six. Oh, Twenty-two. Oh, I'm on fire. Twenty-six. Not literally. Okay, so Rx, Yeni, and Deidre, as these rats are kind of coming, and uh, they're scattering all over you, and some of them jump onto you, you guys just start to kind of freak the heck out you kind of uh, scatter and begin kind of running and swinging or having uh, really uncontrolled. You kind of go berserk uh, for a moment there. You guys uh, are really uh, shaken up. So you're going to take, you're going to have kind of disadvantage on rolls and checks for the next uh, few minutes until you're able to get control of your composure. There were Uh, so, so many rats. Too many rats yeah the best thing to do is just kind of like let them crawl on you and don't move <gasps> next time just you know just sort of be one with the swarm all right you guys managed to kind of pull it together and you keep 
uh, walking forward, and eventually you get to a place where it kind of opens up a little more. It looks like it's maybe some sort of uh, combining chamber, some sort of hub where all of these different sewers are coming together to, to flow out to where you are. And you can see that there are um, several different ways to go. How do you guys want to figure out a way to go? Is there something that you want to look for? Is there some way you want to detect? Uh, what's your strategy? Hey, do your scout thing. Do you got any kind of like like super sense and see where they are? Uh, the only kind of super sense I got is I can go and look with my eyes, but I can oh. be real sneaky-like when I do it. That sounds good. I probably should have done this before the rats, but uh, I can cast Pass Without Trace on us. Okay, so Pass Without Trace and um, RX, you want to go up one of the tubes and uh, investigate around? Sure, we'll just go clockwise. Let's okay. Start with so, the one to my the most left of the one that we were in. All right. So um, you go down. Go ahead and roll a, a perception. Nineteen. Okay, nineteen. So you go down that direction, and um, you see that it kind of leads to another one of these kind of conjunction points that has many other ones in it. And just when you're kind of about to go back and report to everybody, uh, you notice that there is this uh, little claw mark that's kind of right next to um, one of the entranceways. And it looks like it's kind of just like an etch that's into it. Uh, it looks like it, was, it could have been done with like a dagger or a claw or something like that. But you just looks like next to this one, there is this little uh, mark next to it. Then I'm going to head back and be like, hey, guys, there's, there's some uh, interesting mark. There's an interesting marking next to one of the tunnels. I think it might be a sign. And then I'd like to search the tunnels back where everybody is to see if there's one of those around any of our tunnels. You look around again and you see that um, in the area where you are that there is another scratch mark on uh, one of the ones heading, let's call it 7 o'clock on your clock method. So so not the one that I went through. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you could either go, that would kind of go back the direction you were in or you could follow this. The new way that I just. The, the new way that you just discovered. What do you guys want to do? Whatever way you think us, we should go. Did you see any more rats down there? Well, if I I didn't see them, they didn't see me. I don't want to go back to the rats. Let's go that way. All right, so we'll we'll head back down to the tunnel that I already headed down, and then we'll and then uh, if it's if everyone wants me to, I will go investigate down the clawed tunnel. All right, so let's go ahead and have you roll uh, a navigation, or um, what would that survival. be? Survival. Yeah. Sorry. Twelve. Okay, cool. All right, so um, you guys, uh, as you've kind of uh, traveled through, you go through several different of these iterations where Rx goes and he explores up a little bit, finds the next claw mark and scratches in uh, in the thing and goes off. You're not really sure. There doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason as you guys are kind of tracking these things down. And there doesn't really seem to be any kind of point or anything. You, you guys are kind of trying your best just to like uh subdue the gag reflex of being in this uh horrible place biscuit after a little bit of time you kind of notice that it's been a little longer that rx has been gone than than normal and then you wait a little bit longer and it seems like it's gone much longer than he had before hey y'all uh i mean i, I think maybe Oryx has been gone a little bit longer. Uh, starting to get a little bit worried. Do you think the rats got him? 
definitely was the rats. Well, let's not jump to conclusion there. I mean, let me let me see if I can message. I know what direction he went into, so let me see if I can message him. Uh, I hold up my little uh, acorn that you know. Well, while he does that, I say to Deidre and Yenny, "I mean, if one of us was, if the rats were going to get one of us, like it's, it, it might as well, right?" I mean, yes. Arx, come on through. Do you read me? Uh, we're we're just wondering if you're okay. Over. What's the distance on message? 120 feet. Come on back now. This is a uh, biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a number ten Petra pocket and uh, a number. <laughs> a number... <laughs> I don't. I don't think my. I don't think my acorn is working right. Um, you didn't say over. Did you try saying over? Oh, say that's over. right. Uh, <laughs> good thing there's a cantrip. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> Break one, break one nine for uh for Oryx. Uh, this is Biscuit. Over. Uh, oh. I don't. I don't think it's. <laughs> well, Oryx is, is not responding though. I suppose we have to go in and try to find him. Yeah, let's rush on up there. Yeah, Igneous should go first though. We should go as stealthily as possible, so as to not be surprised by anything. Yes, stay whatever in my little is, shadow bubble. Yes, whatever is keeping him is probably not good, and with any luck, it's not rats. Okay, so give go ahead and give me an order. Uh, as much as I don't want to, I'll go first, because I think I'm probably one of the more stealthy. Well, we have plus ten stealth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll be uber stealthy. All right, I'll be, I'll be in uh, last place. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I'll go second. Deidre, Igneous, me, then Biscuit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. All right, so you guys start uh, walking down this uh, this narrow pipe, and it starts to kind of get smaller and smaller, and so it's harder to kind of um, get uh, through here as you go. And eventually, you get to kind of another uh, place where you can kind of jump down, and it kind of opens back up. And Deidre, you're the first one uh, to come out. You kind of stretch out and look around, and you don't see Oryx there. And then uh, Igneous comes out, and the same thing. You don't really see anything either. Yenny comes uh, out. But then after a minute, you guys notice that um, Biscuit is not behind you. Uh, uh, wasn't Biscuit back there? Yeah, he was... I mean, he what? Uh, what? Mm. I do not like this. I do not like this one bit. I'm gonna draw out my rapier. Yeah, I'm gonna draw my battle axe. Are we standing in water? Like, yes. How deep? How deep are we? Uh, it's not very deep. It's maybe you know, uh, ankle ankle deep. I'll still check it for biscuit. <laughs> you down there? Spush, 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 spush. He he is not. <laughs> I would like to attempt to climb up the wall. Okay, uh, you're able to kind of climb up the wall a little bit, and um, you see this is kind of like a square chamber where several different um, pipes are kind of coming in and feeding in uh, to one location. I want to see if, like, with my slightly more aerial view, like, I'd like to go up to those top pipes. I have an ability. Okay. That I'm allowed to, like, climb without using extra movement. Like, I'm basically really good at climbing. This is, like, All the right. one thing that I have, Jeff. So I'm going to do it. Such a climber. Okay. Oh. I want to try and climb to, like, basically, like, the ceiling as best as I can. You said there's pipes, so I'm guessing maybe I can grip those a little bit. And I want to, like, 
look down and see if I can see anything like moving in the water near my, my buddies. Okay, so you guys were kind of traveling through the sewer pipes that were a little uh, lower there that the um, the horrible sewage is all flowing through. And um, while you're up there, you can see that there is also another set of pipes um, that it, that are open and that can be kind of traversed through that is also kind of running through here. And you see that in some of them there are... Um, there's like some ropes that are kind of tied in. Um, you're wondering if maybe there was a, a different sewage system at some point, but they expanded it out. But there is another crawl space above where you are that is this separate network of um, interconnecting pipes. Some of them are matching the directions that you've been going, and some are going in opposite I can't directions. believe I'm going to say this, but I think we should all hold hands. And I, I'm going to point out the other pipes and say, I think we are being picked off one by one. All right, all right, bring it in. I'll give one hand out, and I've got my rapier in the other. Well, if I have to hold both your hands, how am I going to hold my axe, though? Deidre was climbing up there, and she was looking around. I mean, she was maybe, uh, you know, 10 feet up above and kind of looking through all of this stuff. And um, just as she was kind of saying all those things um, uh, to you, and like, okay, let's hold hands, um, you kind of look back up, and uh, she is gone. Deidre? Can you hold my hand? Is Danny holding my hand? You guys are holding hands. All right. I don't know what to do now. Neither of us can see in the dark. No. Stealthiness don't seem to help. I think it's rats. It's got to be rats. Only rats can see this. <laughs> Sneaky. What do you think we should do? Uh, okay. What if we just ran into the darkness? Right? That way the rats can't get us. Okay. What if it's not the rats and it's something else? Wait. Wait, can shapeshifters be like, be like, things that aren't shapes, like water? Could could they be shapeshifting into water? I don't know. They could be rats. You think the rats were the shapeshifter? The rats could be the shapeshifters. Oh, shapeshifters can be people too. You could be the shapeshifter. And so could you. Maybe they could be with us, and they think we're shapeshifted. Suddenly, as you guys are talking in a pipe that is uh, to the north of where you guys are, you just hear this. Okay, that's definitely something. Yeah, let's kill that and then figure out if we're a shapeshifter. Okay, do we run? Should we hold hands? Suddenly, right behind you, uh, from the pipe behind you, you hear this. I want to shoot a fire spear that way, which is like throwing a spear, but it's made of fire. All right. I imagine it casts light, too. I would imagine that, too. So you... And that's a spell that you cast? That is because I know Produce Flame and I have a spear. And we said, and I said, like, can I shoot fire spears? And you were like, same. cool. Yeah. So um, that's right. So you launch one down and you see it kind of go down and it kind of uh, lands. As it does, it begins to kind of uh, put itself out. But in that uh, moment just before you see like coming down are these kind of long legs coming just as the spear goes out. Uh, do you see that? Is it like a, like a spider? I saw legs. 
Well, I don't know. We something we should probably kill, right? What have you got in the way of killing spidery things? I mean, I got a lot in the way of killing things. I don't have a lot in the way of killing things in the dark. I gotta see him first. Let's go. Let's go figure it out. And I'm gonna go that way. All right, so Igneous, you start uh, walking down that way, and uh, Yenny, you're following uh, right behind. I'll have my 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 glowing eyes are bright, looking that way, just ready to punch some stuff. Can I sort of like turn around so we're just walking back to back? Yeah. Great. Are you still holding hands? No, we're just touching butts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Just as secure. So uh, you guys are uh, touching butts as you're kind of scooting down this uh, pipe there. I think and... it would be like butt to shoulders, honestly, because <laughs> of how short. Yeah, just boop, boop, boop. A great, a great visual uh, for all of us. You guys squished into these pipes. Yenny, as you're kind of backing up without the dancing light from Biscuit, it's now just Igneous's lights uh, from his eyes that you see. In a flash, you see this blast of sticky web come up and get on onto your face and your mouth, and then you get pulled uh, suddenly all the way back. And Igneous, you feel um, the comfort of my butt, uh, Yenny, right behind you, uh, gone. You turn around, and you see uh, Yenny just kind of get sucked down this this tube. Oh no! I turn around and shoot flame that way. Okay, at your friend? I mean, at the absence of my friend. Okay, great. So uh, you you fire off another spear, and it ends up uh, hitting Yeti in the back and uh, <laughs> lights her up. And you see that uh, kind of like a guided uh, flare, it's kind of sticking out, and the web is pulling itself, and she's... Um, I chase. You chase. You're, you're moving super fast. You're using your monk abilities. The web is kind of pulling her up and down and through in like all these crazy directions it's you're barely keeping up as you go as you enter this final big chamber you see that there it is uh lined in all of this web that is in this big chasm and you see that there's all of these bound up web sacks that are all right there and you see that yeti is being uh, wrapped up in all this web as this giant black widow spider is hanging down and is webbing up. Ew, ew, ew. So Igneous sees that right next to Yenny, bundled up and covered in web and and uh, cocooned up all the way up to uh, their mouth is Biscuit and Deidre and Oryx. Kind of all four of you guys are right next to each other, uh, splattered in this web. Igneous, it seems like your fast movement with your pass without trace has given you a uh, surprise and it starts to kind of crawl around. You see it, it has this web that is at the top and it has these, and it goes up onto it and there's different strands that are going to those top pipes that Deidre saw. And it is uh, kind of vibrating each of them with its eight different legs, like trying to sense where you are using the different web network uh, that was already there, but it's kind of um, coming up short or it's having trouble finding exactly where you are. So you have a moment to uh, figure out something to do. So kind of across the way on the other side of this big chamber is uh, the rest of them. And there's maybe some light in here. So there is a little bit of like glow, natural light in here. So everybody can see each other. For uh, Yeni, Deidre, Rx, and Biscuit, you guys all had a similar experience to Yeni, where you were just kind of felt something on you and you just kind of got pulled 
all the way through um, all of this tunnel to get bound up and trapped here. Are they like moving around? They, can they see me? They're they're kind of like. Okay. RX, as you watched, you were the first one in here and you watched everybody get kind of pulled in from different places. And now you guys all see uh, Igneous up there. You saw his, you see his glowing eyes uh, kind of across the way on one of those pipes. I will turn those off. Uh, there's another ambient light so I can work without it. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'll try to stealth my way. It's feeling for me. I'll very gently with Pass Without Trace try to stealth my way towards my friends. Roll a stealth. With Pass Without Trace, it'd be a 19. I rolled a 1. Plus 8, plus the 10 for Pass Without Trace. So that's a 19. <laughs> All right, you're... Uh, <laughs> by some miracle, uh, you kind of keep slipping, but you kind of look up and the spider's still doing its business, and uh, you're able to kind of get over to where they are you're, you're climbing up on this really sticky your movement is just halved does it seem like i could cut them out or free them in some way or is it too sticky it's quite sticky but uh you may attempt to i will attempt to free biscuit because he's smaller will take less time and he has magic-y stuff that's probably most helpful all right, so you start kind of sawing away. You're uh, using a, a dagger or a knife that you have. Biscuit, you now, your uh, your mouth is free, and you can now uh, – actually, how about this? You're going uh, kind of the opposite – the opposite way, you're kind of you kind of free his uh, arms first, and you free his hands. <laughs> the last thing is the mouth. And biscuit, as soon as you as soon as you are free, the entire time that he was kind of cutting you out, um, the spider started come down, turn around, and come towards, and is now right behind Igneous, but he didn't know. But now your mouth is free. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh my gosh. Oh, what the heck is that? That there is a big freaking spider right behind you. I shoot fire. And roll initiative. I got 15. 17. 24. 18. Uh, 6. Sorry. Zach, it is your turn. Probably not tactically the best, but I think on instinct of Biscuit saying, there's a spider behind you, I just like turned around and, and flail at it and attack it. Okay, go for it. So, first attack... 14. All right, so first one misses. Second attack, 26. Hits. Six damage. It's pretty dark in here, right? <laughs> yeah, it is very dark. So I will use my new ability, Shadow Step, to disappear and reappear behind the spider. You are able to do that, blend into the shadows, and you are behind this giant black widow spider. Hey, Igneous, where'd you go? Oh, where'd you go? Why'd you leave me alone with this big, this big eight-leg freak? Uh, this is a new ability, and I'm freaked out, so tactically I should have done that before I attacked it, but I will then use uh, Flurry of Blows to hit it two more times with advantage, I think. Do it. 23. Hits. 10 damage. And 16. 16 hits. Another 7 damage. All right, so you come up and you land these blows, kicking its butt. It's super surprised. Literally, it's like big... But some extra web kind of comes out. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's super gross. Uh, anything else on your I'm turn? okay. Free the others. That's it. I, I don't okay. have any sharp right. weapons. I, I, don't, I can't free them. Do something. Bite it. Tear at it. 
Uh, Yenny, it is your turn. You try and do a stealth, ch- or I'm sorry, a strength check to just try and bust out of this. Or if you want to, if you have some other plan of something you want to attempt to do something in this moment, would I can... be able to go into a rage before my sure check? do it? Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, time to rage then. Let's do it. 14 is that gonna do it? All right, so you you managed to like channel your inner rage and ah, scream into the web, but alas, it is too strong, it is too sticky, you cannot break through this, this disgusting web. All right, uh, Jen, it is your turn, Deidre. You are bound up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, so I keep, I have, obviously I have my rapier, but I also have two daggers that I keep on my person. One of which I imagine would be, like, tucked away in a boot. Um, so, does would I be in any kind of a position where I could maybe try and, like, get access to that somewhere from my leg to my hand? Why don't you roll a dexterity uh, check? 21. All right. So sure enough, you kind of are able to um, get your hand, you know, just kind of like, what would that be like? Like when you have to like change a, uh, when you're trying to like unscrew a uh, pipe underneath the sink and you're kind of like moving your hand. Just the right angle. Just the right. If I get it just right. Finagle. And you're able to kind of uh, open up a little bit and able to kind of get an arm free. And then at last, you're able to kind of free yourself. That will be your uh, whole action. But if you wanted to take a bonus action, uh, anything. Yeah, else? bonus action would be I'd like to try and take my cunning action to kind of, if I can find somewhere to kind of hide from the spider lady. Okay, so you're there's plenty of like uh, these other webby bulges and all this like webbing that's kind of hanging down. So easy for you to uh, hide. So you are hidden uh, nope. from view. Okay, it is Biscuit's turn. Oh, man. I, I don't have any kind of sharp objects uh, that I can cut them out with, so I'm just going to try to just maybe slow this thing down, and um, I will say, Hey, ugly! And <laughs> I'm going to cast Mind Spike on it. Reach into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, 18. Oh, rats. All right, but I think it still does rats. something. No, not rats. Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Ten. So it takes five points of psychic damage. Uh, if, if I'm not too close, I'm, I'm going to scurry on back and, and try to get far away from as possible. All right, you're able to get it about 12 feet away again because of all that stickiness slowing you down. It's yeah, 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 yeah. It's like walking on, walking on flypaper. I can't do um, much. But with that psychic damage that you were able to do to that spider, um, you see that its uh, form kind of uh, begins to collapse. And you see that it changes into this woman who uh, falls all the way back down and uh, goes and lands, stands back up and says, and kind of grits her teeth. Oh, hey, are, are you Seth? Yes, that is me. Oh hey, uh, you're you're out of the realm, right? Yeah, yes. Because so so are we. We're 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 not the realm. We're friends. I very much doubt that we are friends. Well, we're we're not. I mean, we were sent to kill you, so 
well then let's make this interesting and she uh uh points a finger up at you and she casts lightning bolt it's gonna hit uh biscuit there so roll a roll a deck save please it's a seven all right so you're gonna take the full brunt of 8d6 which is uh 29 damage ouch and uh, as she's standing in that uh, shallow water there, brings her hands like this and changes form, takes the form of a big alligator. So she's down uh, uh, in the water there and she uh, begins crawling back up towards the, the sticky spidery stuff. I didn't like that. That hurt a lot. Ouch. Arix, it is your turn. I, I am in a spider web, yes? Yes. Okay. I, I want to create my packed weapon. Okay. But I don't want to stab myself. Uh, it says I can create it in my empty hand. So as long as my hands are empty, uh, I think uh, I think I should be able to cast it. And what's, what's that packed weapon specifically? It says I can cast it in any form I want each time I create it. So I'm going to go with a dagger because that seems like the only thing that would actually be functional to pull out and cut something with. Yeah, so you're able to kind of, like, uh, move your hand kind of out to where, like, mm-hmm. you would hold a dagger and, um, you know, summon it. And sure enough, like, shoo, like it comes into existence through the web there, and you're able to kind of... Yep. And, you know, get an arm free. Could I use the uh, bonus action to try to free Yenny? <laughs> I'm going to say because of all the time and, like, you, you don't really have any movement left to, you know, kind of all the time to kind of cut yourself out would have taken... Um, a bit of time to do so not enough to move over and then alright then I'm going to use my cunning action to hide okay great so we got two people hiding very good alright top of the order Zach where am I physically like am I feet on the ground is mine in the water with the alligator like when I got behind it where did I end up so there's it's kind of um, it's it kind of has a couple of different kind of steps up on either side and then it uh, has this big um, arched dome type of chamber um, so you're kind of maybe up a few platforms uh, up from the water and the alligator's kind of on the other side, but you could easily um, jump over to it. Okay. Well, I'll shadow step back to where everybody was and appear next to Yenny. Okay. And then uh, use my first attack to slash the webs uh, that's binding Yenny with my spear. Okay, go ahead and roll an, roll an attack just to make sure you don't blow it. Yeah. High stick slashing. That is a 20. That's going to do it. So a perfect... <laughs> and you, know, you just step out. It's like stepping out of a, a coat closet. It's just it's perfect. Ah, that was worse than rats. <laughs> and do I see where the alligator is? Yeah, so from Crocodile? where you are, uh, alligator, its tooth is on the right. outside or whatever, um, cool, cool. is just kind of right down coming up the slope of where all the webbing is. Alright, I'm gonna jump down on top of it and stab it with my spear. Do it! That attack is 16. Hits. And damage is 11. I'm on an alligator. Alright, so you're riding on uh, the alligator's back there. Alright, Yenny, it is your turn. You are newly freed. You are already raging. Time for some new boots! Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I'm going to take a swing. What's the nearest part of the alligator to me? The, the, the snout. Snout. All right. 
That's a four. It's going, <laughs> it's going to miss. Yep. But I got one more attack, baby! Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a one. But uh, I'm lucky, so I can <laughs> re-roll a one that I get once per, uh, per day, I guess. This is your one. <laughs> well, that's that's an eight. It's not looking good for you, Yenny. The, uh, the, <laughs> no, web, the web is really sticky. You're not really able to land. It's those the, rats. Those rats really They really you shook up. you up. All right, Deidre, it is your turn. Uh, so I want to stab the alligator. Do it. <laughs> Am I able to get flanking with the... You are. You have plenty of uh, allies within close proximity, so... Dope. Uh, am I still getting disadvantage from my fear of spoders? But, or my my fear of rats? Uh, that was more just for checks while we were doing it. Uh, this is a whole new level of creepy and disturbed that has got your adrenaline So pumping. I still have advantage. Yes, so you could take the advantage. Ah, and I crit! Alright, roll that That's crit so damage. many d6s. So well, I said 16 plus 21, so it's going to be 37 damage. Boom. I am really dirty right now, and I do not like it. I mean, to be fair, I've been rolling like twos and threes all day. <laughs> Oof. All right. Make it count. So you guys, as this uh, rumble is going on, Deidre, uh, out of nowhere, that shiny rapier comes in and it lands right in the gator's eye and it goes ah! and um igneous as your kind of uh jump as you jumped on this uh, giant alligator again uh her form uh disappears and she uh falls back into her uh human form and can i try to pluck the eye out <laughs> on a crit do it do it. Uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity check. <laughs> to try and grab it on a... 16. Well, let's see. How does that work in a shapeshifter? <laughs> it's the shapeshifter's eye. <laughs> it's gonna shift the So, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's an action, though. I mean, that's that's a whole separate If it turns back into a spider, it wouldn't have four eyes. But if it in the eye... <laughs> I think you're you're you'd stabbed it in the eye, and then you're you with a little flick of the wrist, you see that you have the um, this giant uh, you know baseball-sized eye on there. But as she uh, shifts back again, the eye kind of disappears. So you definitely got the eye and dug it out of there. All that's left is just the. Uh, Does it kind of shrink down, and in doing so, it just becomes sludge on my. Yeah, it becomes like a dried uh, ocular fluid. And she uh, is holding her eye as she's um, stumbling uh, to her feet. Gross. That's what you get for picking people off as they're trying to traverse these sewers. Biscuit, it is your turn. I have a feeling she has a high wisdom, so I'm going to cast... I'm going to say, hey, Iggy, uh, uh, you need a little help? I can help you out. Yep. All right, I'm going to cast haste on igneous oh awesome concentration spell for one minute he has uh double the speed um plus two to ac and advantage on dex uh saving throws and you gain an additional action on each of your turns 
Igneous is hasted. She uh, recoils back and she begins to uh, move her hands and she's going to cast. She kind of forms this uh, arrow and flings it and it's going to head towards Deidre. Let's see. So eight plus four. So 12 to hit Deidre. Does that hit? Uh, yeah, no, actually. My AC is 16. Ooh, okay. So this uh, acid arrow flings by. You feel this uh, acid kind of still spray by you as it goes. And uh, you're going to take six acid damage as it flows by you. At the same time, uh, she casts another spell. She, in front of her, uh, summons this uh, giant flaming five-foot diameter sphere of fire, begins to uh, move it around and tries to uh, swing it by Yenny. So Yenny, make a dex saving throw. 13. 13? No, it does not save. So you're going to take... You're going to take four damage of fire and uh as that happens you kind of are able uh the the keeps rolling and it starts to light on fire the um web uh that's behind so uh in a moment uh the the all of this webbing that's kind of um in the big part of this chamber starts to go up really fast and uh starts a, a big fire just as that happens she puts her hands up again and changes into a black panther and she's uh in the water right there as a black panther now that is the end of her turn which means now it is Arx's turn so it's cat on cat Arx wakes up from his nap that he's been taking hiding for the last half hour <laughs> oh wait where, uh, where's Arx? I tell you what I'd like to do yeah and you can tell me if I can pull this off I'd, okay. I'd like to sneak up on her and then attack her She's got people nearby, so you'll have you would have sneak attack bonus regardless. Oh, there's ally screw nearby. Screw the sneaking! I'm gonna run up and attack her. All right, go ahead and roll an attack. All right, I'm actually gonna do booming blade, so I will attempt to attack her, and hopefully I will actually hit something today. Hey, there we go, 21. That's gonna hit. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's 22 damage. Uh, 15 of which is thunder damage. Oof. You come up and using uh, this combination of uh, quickness and stealth and this booming blade, you just bam, land it, strikes right right in the back where she uh, was not expecting it at all. You do that and again, you knock her out of her uh, Black Panther form and she uh, stumbles uh, as she uh, recovers back into her regular form there, and she is very wounded, really not doing well at this point. Okay, and uh, we're back to the top of the order. Zach. All right, I am right behind this now, Panther. Yeah, she's super hyped up. She's gone back to person. Up, oh, I'm right behind this now, person. Super hyped up on haste, and I'm gonna attack twice with my spear. Do it. Twenty hits for six damage. And 14. Hits. For also 6 damage. Those are bad rolls. And then I have 80 feet of movement. And I'm just so hyped up that I'm just going to run around all over the place. And then come back and hit her again with my second haste turn. Okay, do it. Oh, I rolled a 9. <laughs> Automatic miss. That's good. That was a 1. It's a 1 that I rolled plus 8. It's going to miss. So, uh... 
But then, because I'm angry, I'm gonna use my bonus action to hit her again. 23. Hits. 8 damage. 8 damage. <laughs> and uh, you feel those punches, and she just like, uh, like the end of a boxing movie, is barely even understanding the punches, and they just land and land and land, and eventually you just, with that last punch, boom! Knock her, and she flies back into the uh, water, rolls over face down, and just begins to float on the top of this disgusting sewage water. And you have defeated Steph Forwolf, the druid shapeshifter. I run around some more. <laughs> you, you might want to run around <laughs> and get your uh, colleagues who are still on the web struggling to get off of it as it is rapidly igniting on fire. I will do that super fast. Okay. So you pull them out. Until the spell runs out, and then I get super slow. It's like that scene from that one X-Men movie with Quicksilver. He like, runs in, grabs him, yeah. throws him out the window. There's like a mattress there. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's exactly like that. Uh, that um, Eurythmic song plays. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's hey, great. This is Eddie. your sail away, song. Sail away, sail away. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. That's not anything uh, like that song. <laughs> that's different. Well, as uh, you guys are... Uh, there, the the rest of that uh, web burns away, and you see that indeed there are a bunch of skeletons. Her years of her victims mm. in this place, clearly in this, and you have um, made the city much safer by getting rid of this menace in the sewers. That is disgusting. But do I see anything shiny? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to spend more time in this um, now full of. Uh, smoke and sewage and sludge and human remains. You certainly could go digging. I mean, just uh, just a little short perusal. Just, I mean, we're already dirty. Deidre, the rats could come. We are in already at any dirty. Moment. I'm not going to get dirty for nothing. Well, you can search the uh, the druid there. I will certainly search the druid there. All right. So I didn't get my eyeball. You didn't get the eyeball, but um, you could take it now, I suppose. Are you just no, trying to collect body parts? A, I didn't keep the finger. It was just in the moment. I was just wondering if you were trying to build a person. It's just nice to know what you can take. Seth had a um, a really cool uh, staff that she didn't really use, but uh, that she had a quarter staff there. It looks like it might have some... Uh, uh, magical properties, you're not really sure. The same ring of uh, Leros on it, uh, on her finger. Besides that, you, she has some, uh, not really anything else of value. Well, there is a staff here. Um, uh, to be honest, it doesn't really go stick. with my outfit. You can't mix black and brown, so um, perhaps somebody else is interested. And uh, we found another ring. I don't need the ring, but I would like that big stick. Collect five rings and you get a free sub. <laughs> I will hand the staff to Igneous. All right. I'll hit something with it. Dunk. All right. Well, I think I'm ready for a shower. And then we've got one more person to kill. And boom, we can go home and pasteurize. Let's go kill him first. And let's go pasteurize that guy first. And then we'll take the showers. Let's get this over with. All right. You guys climb up uh, one of the ladders. You push open a manhole and from the street view um there's 
like some people hanging out playing cards like outside a cafe <laughs> and they just see kind of all this smoke start coming out and then eventually you guys <laughs> move it over and all this black billowing smoke and the smell of death and uh charred sewage is, is coming out and you <laughs> you five just kind of emerge covered in <laughs> soot and web and all this uh, disgustingness and um just kind uh, of take it up just your taxpayers hard at work i told you we should have lived with my parents in dallas <laughs> Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind.